Hello. Today we're going to be continuing talking about the story of Exodus 14, but we're going to be looking at a different, slightly different version, a different element of that story than we're going to be talking about on Sunday. Uh, Sunday we're going to be talking a lot about the why. Why did God do what God does? And why does it trouble us? But today we're going to be looking a little bit more at the story of Moses. What is it that the Bible is trying to tell us through the story of Moses? And one of the things that we notice is that in the chapters that precede chapter 14, starting in chapter 8, 7 and 8, are the plagues. Now, the plagues are kind of a strange thing. We're told that Pharaoh's heart, heart is hard, that he's a stubborn person, and that God needs to perform these plagues, these acts, in order to get Pharaoh's attention, in order to force him into letting Moses go. But I think there's a little bit more of a symbolism to it. Anytime the Bible repeats a theme, anytime the Bible repeats a theme over and over again. We need to pay attention to its usage. We look here at the story of the plagues. The first plague is the water turning into blood. So the Bible tells us it goes like this. The Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, take your shepherd's rod and stretch out your hand over Egypt's waters, over their rivers, their canals, their marshes, and all their bodies of water, so they turn into blood. There will be blood all over the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. This is a reversal of the story of creation. In creation, we hear about a God who makes the waters, right? The first story of creation is in Genesis 1. Let there be a dome in the middle of the waters to separate the waters from each other. And God made the dome and separated the waters under the dome from the waters above the dome. And it happened in that way. Let the waters under the sky come together in one place so that dry land can appear. God named the dry land earth and he named and gathered the waters seas. God saw how good it was. There was evening and there was morning the third day. So this is a perversion of that. God created water for human needs, for plants and animals and creation in order to survive. And here God is taking that, that essential building block and turning it into blood. And then we hear later in Revelation a reversal again of all of that. So we hear it again in Revelation. This is chapter 8 where it says, Then the seven angels who held the seven trumpets got ready to blow. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain burning with fire was thrown down into the sea. A third of the sea became blood, a third of the creatures living in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. And so we see here creation, where, the, where God made the world good. The water was good. Everything lived and thrived off of the water. Then with the plagues, we see God turning the water into blood to teach Pharaoh a lesson. And then in Revelation, we see God turning the seas into blood in order to symbolize the way that the creation is all under God's control. Now we could do this with every plague. We could look, the next plague is frogs. We can we can go to swarming lice. We've got all kinds, you know, we could do all seven plagues and go through creation and then match it with a similar story from Revelation. Genesis, Revelation are bookends of the Bible for a reason. And the plagues are in here as a mimic, as a echo of Genesis. We're supposed to think about creation this way. And the Deuteronomist is trying to tell us something. What is the intent of the Deuteronomist? And it's this, that the God who created the world can uncreate it just as easily. Now we saw with the flood, the way that God decided to destroy the earth. God promised never to do that again. And so God does it on slightly smaller scale in the future. <laughs> but it's for the same purpose. And it's to, to, to show people who have hard hearts, who are stubborn, who think that they know what is best, that the God who created the world can uncreate it. That all the powers of the world, everything, 
all the bad powers, all the good powers of the world are ultimately under God's control. And that God allows, for whatever reason, things to happen. God has given the world to humans and allows humans to mess it up. We're supposed to be learning from these lessons. We're supposed to be getting a little bit better every day. We're supposed to be learning from these lessons and we're supposed to be getting a little bit better every day. But God who created the world in the beginning will, in the end of all things, uncreate the world and make it good again. Will usurp the powers of the world. God is stronger than the rivers, stronger than the wind, stronger than the stars in the sky. And ultimately everything is under God's control. Not even Pharaoh is stronger than God. And that, believe it or not, is the good news of the gospel. God bless.